The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. back everybody to another episode of mlb dfs crickets your wednesday april 21st edition hope everybody had a good tuesday it was a fun one fun one around the diamond had some big pitching performances corbin burns just continues to be an absolute monster on the mound there's just no stopping that man right now can't wait to see his next starts much see tv but like morton got the job done for us walker was doing great until he got squeezed in that situation overall some uh, some good stuff on the diamond that we looked at, the, the bats were there, the D-backs showed up, but then the Rays went nuts, the Giants went nuts. It was uh, some heavy stacks that just went crazy on a Tuesday, and it should happen again on a Wednesday because pitching is quite bleak. We have a five-game early and a seven-game main slate. We're going to focus on the seven-game main slate on this slate on this podcast like we usually do, but I will briefly run through the five-game slate, not position by position, but just brief thoughts on that. Before we do that, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. It's all I ever ask. Do that. If you prefer to watch the podcast that's on the Roto Baller YouTube channel, subscribe to it, like, share, all that good stuff there. And you can find my written DFS content at rotoballer.com and some other work over at Fantasy DJs. If you want to get the free Fantasy DJs Slack chat, just let me know. Give me your email. We'll slide you on in there. All right, the five-game early slate we're talking about here, like Mad Max. Uh, you can use him against St. Louis. No problem with that. 10-7, we saw him come back and look really Really strong in his last time out. He'll give up some 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 loud contact, but the strikeouts will be there. So Scherzer at ten sevens in play for you in his matchup. Urquidy and Coors Coors is they have been so bad the Rockies right now. So if you want to go Urquidy at eight K, I don't hate it. I'm not in love with it, but I can definitely see the argument to be made there with Urquidy at eight K. Uh, you got Kentamaeda against the A's at seventy four getaway day. If you need something cheap, you can go that direction, and that's about all I got. Like I'm tempted to use Gomber at 59 in Coors against Houston, but I'm saving Gomber for next week. But if you want to just totally punt it and go YOLO, you could. But for now, it's like Scherzer, Urquidy, Maeda. Those are the main guys I'm looking at on this slate. It's an ugly pitching slate, and if you think this is bad, the seven-game main slate gets worse. If you're looking to stack things up, though, you can go Houston versus Gomber if you want, but like, give me Washington versus Carlos Martinez. We continue to attack Carlos Martinez. We will continue to attack it. The only downside is no one Soto. He's on the IL now. He was a late scratch right before game time on Tuesday. 
that hurts tremendously. So that might give you an argument to play Carlos Martinez, but I just, I'm not I'm not there. So Washington is still a stack versus Carlos Martinez. You can go that route. Uh, Texas versus Jose Quintana, very intriguing. Like guys like Nick Solak, Gallo has power versus lefties. Uh, uh, Adolis Mar- um, Garcia, a very very strong play in the middle of the order with some value. So you got some some Texas players you can look at. Uh, Minnesota's ice cold, so Frankie Montas could be an option. He's he's just been rough, but. Minnesota, you know, missed all those games with COVID. They just played a doubleheader on Tuesday, shut out in both games by the twin or by the A's. So that's an interesting angle. And then San Diego versus Hauser, Tatis and Machado got Tuesday off. I got no problem attacking Hauser. So for me, if I'm looking at things, it's San Diego, it's Texas, it's Washington. Those are my main looks at this point in time with some Scherzer, Urquidy, and Maeda. So it's it's a rough pitching slate. Like if you want to just punt and go Gomber, I don't hate it. I really don't at fifty nine hundred bucks. I, I could see the appeal there, but overall, not the greatest of slates. This whole day is a rough, rough makeup of fantasy baseball. Let's get in to that seven-game main slate for you on a Wednesday. We only have three totals so far because there's so many pitching questions. Uh, Braves, Yankees, total of nine. D-backs, Reds, total of eight and a half. My bad, we have two because we don't get Wrigley, of course. So we have two totals to go off of out of the seven games. The other concern, weather. Watch the weather. Chicago at Cleveland. When oh, and the slate starts at six ten Eastern, so three ten Pacific. You know, we started at six thirty Eastern on Tuesday. Usually, we start like four o five, four ten Eastern. Start at six ten Eastern on a Wednesday. So keep that in mind. Chicago, Cleveland, five percent chance to rain. Wind blowing in from left field about twelve miles an hour. That's intriguing. Atlanta, New York, wind blowing out to right field at about sixteen miles an hour. Rain peters off as the night goes on so maybe a late start no problems there hopefully so that could be a nice fun one to attack uh d-backs reds probably going to finish their game from tuesday before they play this game on wednesday a little bit of wind blowing out but 18 to 20 percent or 15 to 20 percent chance of rain eventually that peters off as the night goes on so we'll have to see what they want to do there blue jays red Sox wind blowing out the right uh, center field at 15 miles an hour big fan of this game problem is so is the rain uh, 50 to 70% chances of rain. So that's that just does not look good. And it's massively a bummer, big time bummer in this one. Uh, Mets, Cubs, you had about, uh, you know, 5, 10, 10% chance of rain. Nothing too crazy there. Rays, Kansas City looks good. So mainly the rain situation in Boston with heavy wind. Uh, you have heavy wind in New York, hopefully a late start. We're good there. And then wind blowing in in Cleveland. So two heavy rain places, a couple scattered showers in other places. Keep an eye on it. It's going to be a doozy folks absolute doozy so let's talk about the pitching on this slate you have aaron savali at 10-1 he's the high priced guy on both slates it sums up the slate he is the best pitcher on the slate probably and he's getting the price bump at 10-1 i don't like targeting the white Sox too often they had a big a big game against police act but hey who hasn't had a big game against police act not named the detroit tigers so that that's something to think about as well but the Savali at 10-1, I'm going to go on board because the slate dictates it. We've been paying in the in the mid-sevens for him most of the year, low eights. We're going to have to go up on him. And if you, if you want that kind of solid floor with upside, Savali is in at 10-1. You can go Tyler Molly at 95. I don't hate it. The thing with Molly, it's frustrating. No more than five innings. He relies heavily on the strikeouts. His pitch count's not that high either. So he's got to be super efficient. And this, Detroit, this Arizona team's been hitting a little better. You can get to them. There's no questioning it. But if Molly's off at all, lefties pound him in the past. He's been great this year, but in the past, lefties destroy Tyler Molly. So just keep that in mind. Don't mind Molly at 95 in a tournament. Savali, I'll play in cash and tournaments as well. He's my preference of the two. 
Uh, going down a little more, Ian Anderson at 8400 bucks at the New York Yankees. Similar to the Morton conversation yesterday, strikeouts are to be had. Morton was outstanding in his six innings. You got Anderson. He's got five innings in every start. He up to 98 pitches his last outing, which is great. He had four walks. That's what made him leave early. We got at least six strikeouts in every start. Uh, his last two starts, three three runs and four runs. Not great, but he's 8400 bucks. Maybe he limits the walks a little more, gets you six innings, gets you six plus strikeouts. We can live with that at eighty four hundred bucks, especially on this slate. So I'm going to go back to attacking the New York Yankees. Ian Anderson, eighty four, sign me up. Uh, keep an eye on the Pittsburgh Detroit situations. Game two of the double dip. It's not on the Fanduel main slate. Seven inning game. Uh, Mitch Keller supposed to pitch at seventy seven. He's a very hot and cold pitcher. Great matchup against Detroit. If you want to go there on this slate, I'm fine with that. Probably not going to myself. I'd rather go to Anderson, a little more expensive, or drop down to David Peterson at seventy one hundred bucks at the Chicago Cubs. Peterson should be popular after coming off six innings, one earned, ten Ks against the Philadelphia Phillies after getting shelled by the Phillies. He's a, he's a guy that we've seen a lot of good and a lot of bad. Usually, it's more good than bad. He just limits the hard contact, doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, so the fantasy points aren't super high. But he he struck out 10, and that's that's telling you he's done something different. The pitch mix seems like it's a little different from 2020. So he's definitely a guy to continue to monitor in his situation. And uh, at $7,100, there's definitely appeal to David Peterson. This could be chalky. Just keep that in mind, but definitely appeal. I'm going to punt with Jacob Junis at 64. I wrote him up in the values column at Rotoball. It's a premium article, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you have to be a, a subscriber there. Use promo code Bubba if you want to get in. They'll get you a discount. But um, – uh, Junis is 64. I'm going to keep taking the bait. I know he's our batting practice pitcher in years past. Massive pitch mix change. He uh, used a heavy slider fastball with a little bit of sinker co- uh, combo in the past. He ditched the slider completely. Barely ever uses the sinker anymore. He's pretty much a heavy fastball cutter. He added the cutter. The cutter has a batting average below 100, an XBA of about 130, an XWOBA of 258, a whiff rate of almost 56%. Uh, the cutter has been outstanding, and that's been the game changer for him so far. Tampa Bay scored 14 runs on Tuesday. I love the Tampa Bay offense. It's a very inconsistent offense. Jacob Junis, we could say he's an inconsistent pitcher. It's only been two starts, five innings in both starts. But he's been outstanding. He's getting strikeouts. He's $6,400 on a bad slate for pitching. I'll jump on board. I could pair up Junis with Anderson. I could pair him with Savali, Male, or even Peterson if I want and get all the bats I want. So I'll take the Junis bait. We'll go to battle. We'll see what happens. So Savali up top, you can go Molly in a tournament. I get it. But give me Savali up top in cash in tournaments. I like some Ian Anderson. Same reasons we like Morton last night. And then you can look at Peterson and Jacob Junis. Big fan of what Junis is doing. And I'm going to keep riding with that. Even if he struggles this time, it's just if he stays this cheap, we know the upside. I think we're going to like what we see from him. Let's look at the bats on this seven-game slate. We're going to have a quickie tonight, folks. Catcher's position on this one, Christian Vasquez. We love Boston. Please, please rain change, forecast change. The scary thing is, is these teams are ALS teams. They can play a ton more in the future. Like So double headers would not be an issue for these teams. So hopefully if they do call it, they call it early. But Vasquez at 49 versus K, really strong spot there. Don't mind Wilson Contreras versus Peterson if you're not going to use Peterson at his price point at 46 hundo. But sliding on down. You could look at Tucker Barnhart. I love Cincinnati versus Merrill Kelly. Lefties can get to Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly is very, very hittable. The year has not started out well for Merrill Kelly. So Barnhart at 39, very good catcher play in his situation. Uh, Doubleheader at Pittsburgh and Detroit. You might get backup catchers, so keep an eye on that. So I'll give you a little bit of a discount potentially 
in their matchups. If you're not using Jacob Junis, Francisco Mejia at 34 is definitely worth a look. Zunino caught on Tuesday, went deep. Uh, so it should be Mejia's turn. He'll be cheap. Uh, Alejandro Kirk at 32. Love targeting that game. Toronto against Richards, Boston versus K. Both sides very, very live in this one. So Kirk at 32, another potential value. So you got a couple guys down there. But it's pretty much um, pretty much that Barnhart's kind of where I'm, I'm looking right now. We'll kind of see what else shakes out in lineups. Maybe Plowecki gets to start for Boston for 36 hundo. Nice little discount compared to the expensive 49 of Vasquez, stuff like that. First base position, love me some Freddie Freeman tonight at 5900 bucks. Lefties against Kluber, short porch and right, wind blowing out heavy to right. Kluber just dust. He's getting old, just doesn't have it anymore. Freddie Freeman at 59th, outstanding. You can make your arguments for Vladito. Never a problem with that, but give me Freddie at 59. I think he does find the bleachers or whatever they want to call them. Put them in judges' chambers over there in right field. I think that's an option. Freddie Freeman at 5,900. Um, you know, Abreu had a big a big day. I'm trying not to target Savali, but it's similar to the conversation we had on Tuesday. Savali should be extremely popular. If you want to stack the White Sox, go for it. Like If you want to make one lineup with a White Sox stack just to cover your rear end, do it just like we did the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks one worked out pretty well until, you know, the Giants and the the, the Rays just went off on the bullpens of the opposing teams. But uh, so the White Sox in that angle, but I'm not going to be forcibly doing that. I think Joey Votto at 45, serious appeal. The dude's hard hit rates, his X stats, everything are outstanding this year, and he's starting to hit over the weekend. Really good spot here versus Mer- Merrill Kelly at 4,500. So uh, give him a peek as well. A few other ones if you're going to get cheaper. Uh, Colin Moran versus Turnbull. It's going to be Turnbull opening for about 75 to 80 pitches. Then Scooble, 70 in game as well. But Moran at 38. Phillip Evans at 37. Don't mind either of those. But some of the savings I really like. Again, it goes back to the Boston situation. Give me some Bobby D. Bobby Dahlback at 3500 bucks. Had a big RBI triple. He's hit safely in six of his last eight games. Hitting almost 400 over that stretch with a near 70% hard hit rate. Over a 30% barrel rate. The dude is crushing baseballs. And then versus lefties last season, he had 296, which you know is overall batting average, outstanding. Uh, an ISO of almost 500 and a home run to fly ball rate of 33% versus left-handed pitching. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck, we know, can go 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts on any given day. He can also break a slate with double or triple dongs. I love Bobby D against Kate on, on Wednesday. So give me Bobby D at 35 as a value play. Expect a zero or like a 29. Like you're going to get one or the other. So if you don't want that that volatility in your lineup, do not play Bobby D. And do not play Bobby D in a cash lineup, please. He's strictly a tournament play because he also hits towards the bottom of that uh, that Red Sox order. And we'll talk about some more value, and maybe it's a way to be different in a very popular Red Sox stack. That they're going to play JD and, and Devers and Xander and Vasquez. You can get Bobby D and some of his teammates we'll talk about down below. So keep that in mind. Uh, Rowdy Tellez, another value at 3K. I like quite a bit against Richards. He's a, he's a way to uh, to have some fun as well in this Boston-Toronto game at a discount if you're not playing Bobby Dalback. Second base, you always got Witt at 44. Ozzy Albies at 48. Both are in play. But like you got Escobar at 44. Finally got that price bump. That's good to see. If you're not using Jacob Junis, you got Brandon Lau at 43. Don't hate it, but I think in the second base position, I might just save some cash tonight and slide on down. Uh, Adam Frazier at 38 is not a bad value. Marvin Gonzalez usually hitting actually towards like the sixth spot or so, and the Boston lineup at 35, you could pair him with Bobby Dahlbeck possibly, possibly, something to think about. Uh, see if Johnny VR is in the Mets lineup. He's 3,100. 
against Zach Davies. Uh, Nick Madrigal at 3K in a cash lineup, sure. Rugen Odor in a tournament, 28, sure. If you want to go those directions, you can. Um, a couple other things I want to mention when you look at this. Harold Castro is getting some starts lately for Detroit. He's 2,400 if you're looking for an, an uber punt. I'm not saying lock him in immediately because the guy you're going to lock in, especially if he's leading off again, is Airy Adrianza. He's second base, third base eligible. He's $2,100. He's 24 on FanDuel. Still very cheap. But he's 21 on draft because he was 2K on Tuesday. We talked about in the Slack chat. Boom, got him in. Got a nice RBI double. He's um, started the last three or four games. He was hitting sixth in most, most of those. He led off with Acuna out tonight. Acuna's first game missed. Adrian's leading off. Let's hope that continues on Wednesday. I'll go right back to that well. Second base, third base eligible. He's cash game viable. If he's leading off, he's tournament viable pretty much no matter where he hits. But if he's leading off or spouting second, I'll even say, he's cash game viable. So Adrian's at 21. Sign me up. Third base position. You know, Devers versus lefty does not scare me, but I love J-Ram versus Stever. White Sox are calling up a youngster from the alt site. J-Ram at 51. He's making the Lance Lynn start, by the way. Uh, J-Ram at 5,100. I can definitely get on board there. He has been starting to heat up 7, 14, 10, 7, 21 over his last five games. Put him in this sweet situation. Give me some J-Ram at 51. Um, Chris Chris Bryant, if you, if you aren't using Peterson, Bryant's swinging a very hot stick. He's 4,500. Uh, don't hate that. Joey Wendell at 42 is well hitting really well, good third base shortstop eligible uh, for the Rays. Philip Evans at 37 cracks the code. If you're not using Anderson, Urshela is slowly getting it going. He's 35. Not a must play, but he's slowly getting it going. Hunter Dozier as well at 32. Been talking about him just being cheap. You know, four more points tonight. He's like, he, you can feel it starting to come. Maybe you wait a little longer before you trust it and play it, but keep an eye on him. And then Kyle Farmer, third base shortstop eligible, went deep on on Tuesday for the Reds. He's twenty eight hundo. He uh, got the spot start. We'll see if he's playing on um, Wednesday because Mustakas got scratched and put on the IL. So you got Kyle Farmer at twenty eight as an option for you as well. Some uh, cheaper cheaper values for you there. And then again, Adrianza twenty one hundred dollars. So second base, third base for Adrianza. Make sure he's in one of the two spots for you. That'd be great. Shortstop position, you got Boba Shett. He went deep on Tuesday. Don't mind him again at 58. Same with Bogarts. They both went deep. Bogarts, 55. Both phenomenal plays. Zero problem either way. But I think Eugenio Suarez at 53 is very enticing because most people are going to go lefties versus Kelly, and rightfully so. But Suarez hitting cleanup at 5,300 bucks. He's got some history against Kelly taking him deep. Don't hate that at all. Uh, Tim Anderson's on fire right now. He is facing Savali, but he's been on fire if you want to go there. I uh, he, he might have some cash upside, actually, but shortstop, as usual, is very, very top-heavy. Uh, Lindor at 46, great price point. He's got to get going eventually, you'd hope so. Andres Jimenez, I will play him the days he leads off, not so much the days he doesn't. He's facing Stever. He's 4300 bucks. Very, very enticing. He's showing some power of late, showing some speed of late. Definitely someone to, to keep on your radar. I mentioned Joey Wendell at 42 a second ago. So some nice options on the top end of things. Cheaper down, it's really tough. Like maybe Nico Goodrum if you need him. Um, there's not a ton down. Kyle Farmer mentioned him at 2800 bucks. Not in love with Kyle Farmer, though. It's just he's there if you need him. You're pretty much paying up at shortstop for the most part, at least 4K or above type stuff. Outfield position, J.D. Martinez versus a lefty at 61. Sure. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, we can definitely go there. Tyler Naquin keeps hitting. He's 5100 bucks. That price tag is just egregious for a guy like Tyler Naquin, but he's proven us wrong. So you just ride that wave while you can, basically all I can say. 
Uh, don't mind that. Eddie Rosario, I love it. 4600 bucks against Stever. Really a big fan of Eddie, Eddie R with Jay Ram and company. You can go there. Winker at 45 leading off for Merrill Kelly. Great look there as well. Um, we talked about in the Slack chat um, recent winners. Like they, We talked about the stacks that have been winning tournaments lately. Also, if you look at a lot of the value that's been played, it's been in the outfield. Uh, the winning lineup on Monday night and the optimal lineup from Monday night were both, or uh, they each had, th- I believe, three um, outfielders under three thousand um, dollars. I believe on Tuesday night I had I had lineups with three under three hundred, all had double digit points uh, with Paven Smith, Cole Calhoun, and DJ Stewart. So there's a lot of value in the outfield right now. So you k- keep that in mind as you build lineups. It's not a must. None of these are a must. It's baseball, but just keep that in mind when you're trying to differentiate things in your lineup. Few other outfielders to talk about: Verdugo versus Lefty. Love it. He is very good against lefties. He's hitting everything right now. He's forty-one hundo. Keep him on your radar. Meadows went two days. He's going to start heating up. Let's see. Jordan Luplo at four K. We love Rosario. We love Jiram. Put Luplo in your stack. People like to put Luplo just against lefties. Well, I hate to break it to you. He's hit righties now too, folks. I think three or four of his last like four viral runs have been against righties, including one on Tuesday. So keep an eye on Luplo at four K. He'll probably get overlooked in the stack. Uh, Kiki Hernandez at 39, great piece of action there for Boston against a lefty. Brian Reynolds swinging it well. Brandon Nimmo, good looks as well. Paven Smith leading off at 35. Price Got a price bump, still worth it. Got three hits on Tuesday, so you can go his direction. Um, Jorge Soler in tournaments, maybe. Hunter Renfro at 33 versus lefty. We love the sign-up for that. Aaron Hicks is ice cold, but 3300 bucks. If they keep putting him in the middle of that Yankees order, tough to ignore. Very tough to ignore. Uh, a few other ones here. Gregory Polanco in tournaments. It is a seven-inning game, though, so be careful. Ben Intendi at 31, I do like against Michael Waka because we can target Waka a lot. Ben Intendi 0 for 3 with a walk and a run scored uh, on um, Tuesday. But if you're stacking up KC, he's 31 hundo. Keep him on your radar. Love us some Cole Calhoun at 3K. He had a nice game on Tuesday, a couple doubles and whatnot. Uh, another guy for Cleveland, if you're stacking up, you want a cheapie. Josh Naylor's $3,000 slowly getting it going 11 more points on tuesday 11 0 2 11 5 over his last five slowly getting it going hitting safely in three of his last five but like it's hard hit rate and everything very very productive so so the hits are going to keep it coming soon for Naylor at 3k uh we got margot at 29 as a value once again um heredia of atlanta at 26 so there's definitely some down here see what kind of pops up with lineups uh, you'll get some more there. And then I, the one other player to pair up with Bobby Dahlback, there's other ones we've mentioned, obviously, but Christian Arroyo is 3K at second base. I forgot to mention him. He's 3K at second base. If you want to use Adrian's at third, Arroyo at second, whatever you want to do. But Arroyo's 3K, and he is really swinging it well. 13 points on Tuesday, 13-3-7-14-0-10-12. He's hit safely in uh, eight of his last nine games. He's $3,000 in a great matchup versus K. No problem at all with Christian Arroyo in this matchup. That's how you can do the Bobby Dahlback Arroyo. You can bring it back around if you want with some Kike and Verdugo. Whatever you want, you can make it different. Have some fun with Boston. So that'll be one stack. They're all like the whole lineup's in place. So see what comes out. See how you can mix and match. See how you can be different. Ask questions in the Slack chat. Whatever you prefer. All right, recapping your pitching real quick on this slate. Savali up top. You could go Molly if you want. I get it. Ian Anderson, Peterson, Junis, that's where my focus is. I, I think Savali, Junis, even in cash, that might be the combo I go with. Boston versus K, watch the weather. Toronto versus Richards, watch watch the weather. But Boston's my favorite. Love Cleveland versus Stever. Cincinnati versus Kelly, I love a ton. 
And I think Atlanta versus Kluber is a nice contrarian as well. So tough way to go about it. Tons and tons of ways. Check it all out. Hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions. At Bientric. Um, join the free fantasy DJ and Slack chat as well. All that good stuff. Uh, check out the podcast on iTunes. Give it a rating and review. It's on all your listening platforms. So give it a rate and review on iTunes. Also, if you'd like to watch it, go to rotoballer.com on the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff there. But for now, this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, April 21st edition. I'm out. Yeah.